I'm hearing just a bunch of random noises from you guys now. I, well, I think you're just listening. You're just listening in too hard. <laughs> I mean, my fan's off in the distance, but I don't think you'll. No, be able as to in that. you just randomly snapped your fingers for oh, no reason. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> I feeling the vibes, man. Feeling the vibes. Hey everyone, this is Ross and Ball Sports uh, Sad Boys. I'm Jiggly. Yes, Jiggly. All right, I, I'm I'm still live, Don. Wait, I thought we were SSV John Rosenberg. Oh, all right. Flexing your German language abilities here, RJ. Come on now. Flexing okay. is German. We have we have the different levels of German pronunciations where you can say all that. I can at least say it Austin Ballsport without needing to look it up. And it was jiggly. I didn't look it up. It was just that like I I just was concerned that I wouldn't do it correctly and that my dad would make fun of me. You've nailed that. To be fair, is he listening right now? Rosenbolt. No, uh, it's it's most likely that uh, he's finally starting to listen to this podcast, and uh, hey. he's gonna he's gonna give me critiques. That's not the same thing my dad was my articles, so it happens. But yeah, speaking. I'm of glad Rosenbolt, that everybody else has to deal with it. Parents are uh, that's how parents are. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, first instead of uh, going to uh, Germany first, we we'll, we got. Do we have anything from La Liga, RJ? Uh, Real is seven points clear. Wait, are they still seven points clear, or were they before Barca won at the weekend? I think they're either four or seven. But let me double check. I think it's they're... yeah, it is four, but that's still a large lead. Well, that's the about only thing, it. Yeah, I mean... the only thing I hear about La Liga is that Real Madrid keep getting penalties, and everyone just keeps accusing them of being VAR favoritism. Oh, which oh, I mean, I mean, what's what's the the, the thing is, Real Madrid usually focuses play. on attack, so they're bound to get fouled more. Did you hear the Diego Simeone quote? Or Because that's the exact same thing he said, which is funny. Oh, dang. It's like word for word, the same thing Diego Simeone said when they asked him about Real Madrid getting VAR calls. I guess I'm Diego Simeone now. So you're a bottle? No, okay. Well, Diego Simeone is somewhat a bottle job. Oh, I'll stand by that defense. But yeah, that, that's I, I, the I just main like... talking point in Spain. I just like images of Diego Simeone, same way as uh, like Miguel Herrera, just like doing stupid things on the sideline, or like Frank Lopez thrusting. I just want to watch them. <laughs> I want to watch them, coach. Jiggly, watch the soccer for the coaches cam. Spread yeah. it, spread it on. Obviously, it's not quite. It's not quite Frank Yallop falling asleep on the sidelines. Oh, uh, Frank Lopez, uh, hip thrusting, uh, pelvic thrusting a referee. I deserve a red card, to be fair, for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he he was suspended for the next match. Yeah, other than that, Spain just, yeah. Well, Griezmann destroyed his career by going to Barcelona, basically. Barcelona are destroying themselves by constantly making bad signings. They spent over, I think they've spent close to $400 million on Coutinho, Dembele, and Griezmann, and none of them have worked out. I, I can't. Say. I can't wait for the future Tyneside Derby, or Derby when Sunderland finally gets back up and Messi and Mbappe and uh, Almiron link up at St James Park. Not St Maximin though. Almiron's the only one I could say. Along with Santiago Munez. I just wanted to say that, like, this is this is going back to welcome back to uh, Jiggly uh, says that La Liga is terrible. Uh, show I. Whenever a player that I like gets signed by Real Madrid or Barcelona, I never hear from them again. Like I remember, really? I remember what I. I, remember I mean, when Barcelona, I yeah, but. But like the thing well, is, it's still when, back when go on, uh, go on, go on. Just, I liked you, when I uh, when I was still really into AC Milan and uh, Serie A, Kaká got signed by Real Madrid. And like, yeah, people cared about him, but I never heard anything about him ever again because it's like, well, it's Real Madrid. It's just this giant amalgamous thing of there's the best players in the world. Your player's in there somewhere, but it's just Real Madrid. Uh, Is that a bad thing or a good thing? I mean, well, I mean, yeah. I heard Kakai, and it was never the same. Yeah. So, I mean, it, whenever I see a player that I like go to La Liga, I feel bad. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. It's like, it's like when a play, I mean, Eden Hazard is a good example of that now. A bunch of like Premier League fans have not paid any attention to him since because he's in a different league, and because they don't. <laughs> ooh, that was close. They don't show any La Liga on TV, at least on any. Oh, like easy CN to get channel. Sports. 
God, I cannot. How much longer do they even have the rights for, man? That, that's so annoying. Know. TV rights. I'm trying to find the. I'm trying to find who has the TV rights to uh, the Argentine Primera. Oh, Come that's on, ESPN. No, they don't. They don't. Is, isn't that ESPN Deportes? Yeah. La Liga extends U.S. TV rights to Bain Sports through 2024? Come on, man. I actually have to be a Barcelona fan next year because of Pjanic joining over in the Bosnian propaganda. So wish me luck there, lads. <laughs> the Bosnian propaganda. I got it. Uh, so uh, speaking of more propaganda from Adnan, how about we go to the Bundesliga then? The, the gripping relegation playoff came to a conclusion today. Second leg was in Heidenheim. Bremen needed an away goal, and they got it in the third minute when a Heidenheim defender rocketed a shot from the top of the box into his own top corner. It might be hard to find on Twitter, but if you can, please see it. Because the, the, the ball's bounced around, and I guess he tries to clear it. But the way he hits the ball, it genuinely flies into the top corner, giving Bremen an away goal. Heidenheim equalized in the 85th minute when a guy hits the post and it hits the striker in the knee and goes in the back of the net. Bremen retakes the lead in the 90th minute when the, they hit on the counterattack, and they pass it to the guy wide open in the middle of the penalty area, who then shoots it off the crossbar and in, even though there was literally no goalkeeper there. And then after that happened, the last kick of the game was a Heidenheim penalty because someone got elbowed. So it all ended 2-2. It was, it was chaotic. I almost pissed myself. It was very scary. But Bremen are still yeah. in the Bundesliga. Josh Sargent is still a Bundesliga player. He looked decent. He's one of those players that like doesn't do much in the final third in terms of passing or scoring, but he puts in a shift. Like He was running up and down and getting fouls and doing all the little things. And he's only 20, so when he improves, he'll be really good. But for now, I can, I can celebrate Bremen. Because if Bremen bottled it today, I would be in a much lesser mood right now. And then, yeah, the Bayern won the German Cup, but no one cared about that. Nobody cared. Literally no one. I didn't, I'm, 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 on, I'm the Bundesliga editor for the website I work for, and I didn't even realize the, the final was on. Thankfully, someone else was covering the game. I didn't have to worry about it. But, yeah, that, that, wow. that's Germany. Well, let me just say this really quickly. It, I'll, I'll tie it with Germany somehow. But Bailey... I do not support her because she has such a Karen haircut. I can I can tell RJ is also watching Monday Night Raw right now. But Am I the any- only one not watching Monday Night Raw on this show? But but anyway, um, man, I I really want to say what I want to say about Bailey, but it, this is our Jiggle would have to bleep me every five seconds. But but uh, let's let's I just connect like it. Paige. Well, Leon Bailey one. plays for Leverkusen, and he did not <laughs> have a great game of the Cup final. <laughs> There you that's, go. I actually th- that's the way I actually thought you were talking about it first. And you said Karen Haircut. I'm like, what the? And I'm like, oh, yeah, the, the professional wrestler who does the wrestling. I mean, she does. If I remember correctly, Bailey does have a Karen haircut. But well, I just prefer she Paige. Has, she, well, Paige is even wrestling, unfortunately, I know, for but you. but I just prefer her in general. That's fair. <laughs> anyway, there, there's a, a, good, a good wrestling tidbit. Well done, Andre. Do you think we can get Rikishi on as a guest soon? Do you have those questions you want to ask him? Well, well, you see, if 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 I get hired by a certain certain website agency, in five years, oh, and sorry. then um, I'll I'll somehow tie it in, so come back here in five years. That's the fav- That's my favorite quote I've heard when we've been planning to get a podcast episode. It's just RJ going, "Can we get Rikishi on as guest? I have some questions for him." That 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 got me for like a solid five minutes. I couldn't think about anything else. Except RJ giving a tense interview to Rikishi of all people on this podcast. Anyway, though, no, Serie no one cares. Juve have won it. Ronaldo scored a free kick for the first time in his life. For the first time in years. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to tie this into what I said earlier for the pre-show. But he, I believe Ronaldo's at, I think, 730-ish goals. And then um, Pele's official... Goal tallies at, um, I believe it was seven. It's up in the higher 700s. But Ronaldo is going to overtake Pele's goal scoring by uh, by next year if he stays at Juve. Or if he and goes to that trajectory. 
I mean, if he goes to MLS, then he'll probably beat it within. Well, I mean, he action. went to he went to Serie A to Juventus, knowing that they would be the much the, the best team by country mile there. He would go to Liga if he wanted to beat it faster. Well, I, yeah, but like in terms of also being able to win the Champions League and stuff like that, you that's know, true. because Juve is one of the teams that has the best chance because of how easily they win the league. Um. Oh my goodness! I, I looked it up real quick, and it just says, <laughs> according to FIFA's official website, which definitely isn't suspect, Pele yep. scored twelve hundred and eighty-one goals in thirteen hundred sixty-three <laughs> games. But it must be noted that this figure includes date from a significant number of unofficial matches, such as friendly tours with Santos and the New York Cosmos. That yeah. I've, no, the New York so Cosmos probably look. Have you ever actually looked at the old New York Cosmos team? They had like Johan Cruyff, Beckenbauer, Pele, Beckenbauer. No, everyone's losing to that team by a lot. Just and those are preseason tours. Look, yeah, there's, against there's, against like farmers in like Kansas. There, there's no denying that Pele was a good footballer, but. Come on, do you think Ronaldinho counts his goals against prisoners in his tally? I think he only scored two, actually. Yeah, it's two more than I have against prisoners. <laughs> but no, I've seen... It's I've only seen one more than I have. Just, it's like Pele, it's like, like Pele playing in the back garden with his children, and he scores a goal and adds that to his official counter. <laughs> yeah, like, so, I'm more I, about Gerd Mueller. Like the the other day, practicing social distancing, of course. Nice. Scored twenty in the park. And yeah. granted, there was granted, not a goalkeeper, but it was six year olds. But actually, yes, it was. For crying out loud, RJ. RJ, funny, why are on, you selling on, on six year olds? On Wednesday, I'm playing for like forty year old Mexican dad, so we're on different ends in the spectrum. So you're gonna score twenty five. Hopefully, well, I mean, there'll be tough competition, but yeah, if I don't like, if I had a superpower, it would be to bring Pelly into the modern game and just see how how he actually would play. Yes, Imagine I, I want to see how a lot of these. I because like okay. Maradona, obviously Maradona would be great in this because he was in a much later generation. Everything was televised and all that stuff. If Pelly rocks up and is starting for Chelsea up top, would he get twenty goals in the Premier League season? I I don't know. I I don't know. That is a very good question that we can take a complete sidetrack to because I know that later on we're not going to have as much fun as we are having right now. <laughs> but what player would you bring to the modern age to see how they would play in this modern age? My nan. No. Um, Your nan is a wonderful footballer, but sure. she's already the greatest player in the modern age. No, like it would be Pele. Like I, I want him to prove me wrong. Yeah, I mean, other than Pele, yeah, because the, the Pele is obviously number one. There's no player that has had such a big impact such a long time ago. That because yeah. like we we have a vague idea of how Maradona would do because he was playing against more in '94. He was really good, except he just kept doing cocaine. But that's a different day for another. That's, that's another thing. So, I mean, maybe I'm, you brought up Gerd Müller, maybe because Gerd Müller um, just thrived on like. Playing off the last defender and shady offside rules. Imagine Gerd Mulo in the world of VAR. I want to see a swivel. Oh, God. oh Eusebio? G- oh, yeah. do it. The things I've heard about him, man. That's a good shout. It's a really good shout. I think he's the true. If we we're taking people from those from that generation, I think he was the real goat. Yeah, I, I think I, I want to see Beckenbauer specifically because of the way that we have defenses now. And like his position is not used anymore. He was a sweeper. We don't use that position anymore in like modern age of soccer. And I want to oh see how they'd fit it in. I didn't realize Eusebio lived until 2014. Man, I thought he had died early in like the 2000s. That's insane. Although Moeller and Pele and I guess Beckenbauer are still alive. So I shouldn't have really thought that. Man. Um, is that is that the end of our nostalgia tour for players we never got to see in our players lives? Players we never got to see. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, like, Johan Cruyff, but the thing is is that, like, he invented a position that we still use anyway, so it's like, yeah, yeah it's just like watching somebody who's really good at that position. That false that position. Nine. Yeah. Basically, uh, it's just messy. Lev Yashin, just for the hat. I want to see a goalkeeper wear a hat all the time. Yes. Are you just looking up? Are you just looking up? Uh, no, like, I'm. Just, this is generally coming off. This is generally coming off the dome. 
This is my this is this is the most active my brain's been in months. I'm so happy that we've done this. And, and now, and now, time to talk about the worldwide pandemic again. I, I mean, kind of. Well, first off, we, we got we do have the Premier League, I guess. If that's nah. got anything. Um. Kinda. City smash Liverpool because that happened after we recorded last week's podcast. But again, it didn't matter to be fair because. Uh, I mean the bottom, the bottom four. I think that's the thing to watch. And now you have West Ham, Watford, Aston. Um, well, Bournemouth, I mean, maybe Bournemouth has a chance, but... Well, Bournemouth looked dead in the water because of how bad they play against United. Uh, but, but yeah, um, I think... Norwich uh, are for sure down, and then it's between Watford, West Ham, Villa, Bournemouth for the final two spots. Unless Brighton somehow chokes. No, Brighton beat Norwich. I think they're safe pretty much. What a shame, man! Oh, we all yeah, forgot. Yeah. We all forgot a single person. I, I'm sorry to bring this back to the conversation that we thought oh. was over. We all forgot the best footballer of all time, George Best. Oh, oh well, if, with all the parting, yeah, it'd be a great storyline. The greatest the footballer of all time came from Northern Ireland. <laughs> Although George imagine Best. him trying to party all the time in this social climate when everyone everything's yes. exposed so easily. Yes, I. I want to see that. You know, I think... That 30, 30, 30 for 30 on George Best is really good. I think it's a 30 for 30. I watched some sort of video documentary on George Best, and it was very good. I just love how, like, I've randomly heard his name a couple of times. Like, I listened to a, I listened to a philosophy podcast, and for some reason... Because a philosophy the, podcast. Yes. I haven't listened to it in a while. But one of the people on there is, like, you know, he's from Belfast. And at some point, he was just like, you know, the greatest football footballer who ever lived was from Belfast. <laughs> His name was George Best. And then no. there's the there's but, there's the scene in Train Spotting Two where they talk about George Best for like a solid five minutes. <laughs> the thing you've but yeah, but the things you've said on ca- on camera, um, on record and off record, really makes me think that you should just go to Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's that's uh, the takeaway we've gotten from the, these episodes. That's the takeaway that we've gotten from the past uh, twenty three episodes of this podcast. Is that twenty? We're up to like twenty four or something like that. That's well, we're getting close to the half year special. For our half year special, we're actually not gonna we're gonna release an episode that has no audio. And yep. we're going to release a, a episode that just has video but no audio, and it's not going to be like video of us. It's just going to be video of something. That's, we just submit random videos. That's really Columbia of you guys, and I'm saying that as a long <laughs> hey, time. Hey, hey, don't, don't use that kind of terminology with me, all right? You know how, you know how I feel about Columbia. <laughs> you know my beef. Uh, I was going to say something again, but again, I don't want to get censored. <laughs> I've gotten better at censoring myself over these 24 weeks at least. Or more, <laughs> to be fair, because we've missed some episodes. But yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you guys were talking about the Premier League. I wasn't paying attention. I was reading through who the FIFA 20 icons are. And I get very annoyed by the fact that I've never pulled a Risto Stoichkov card ever. I'm so mad about that. Oh, you're one of those uh, food people. Yeah, I, I've I've been playing it since the beginning. I've seen Jiggly play more and more as the year goes on. Yeah, <laughs> the, the child gambling simulator, but it's a fun yeah. one at least. I haven't paid any real money yet, so that's fine. Yet, yeah, I mean, I did that when I was a child because they hooked me because they know how to prey on children, which is a problem. But that, that, that's, that's not a what problem. This podcast is here for. Uh, yeah. If if all soccer goes down again, we'll talk about how how much of a problem FIFA is. Sure. We'll say yeah. We'll save that for when wave two hits and the MLS, the hashtag MLS is back tournament gets canceled. Speaking of the hashtag MLS, is no, back, we're not going in that. Tournament yet. canceled. Yeah, I thought we were talking about the Premier League. Yet. We, well, we have to talk about the end of this all first. That's fair. No, yeah, the Premier League RJ already hit on upon the relegation. The only thing that really matters at this point. Okay, cool. Maybe top four, but whatever. We'll cross those bridges when we get there next week if it gets closer. So the end of this all Challenge Cup, the one. uh 
American. It's not called the hashtag NWSL is back tournament. That's a shame. No, uh, (laughs) and it's not held at Disney and they actually did a good job at, uh, you know, making sure that their players were safe. Yeah. They chose to go to Utah instead of Florida. Uh, how much you're saying in the, when the pre-roll, how much early they get there? Or how early did they get there to prevent like the bubble being infected? I actually don't remember how early that they got there, but two I do weeks. know that. Yeah, well, I mean, two weeks would have been the best one. I think they got there like one week before it started, before the uh, game started. But I mean, they did a good job of making sure that everything was safe. They made a, they did a good job of quarantining everybody except for you know Orlando, but they're not allowed to play anymore now. <laughs> they didn't follow the rules. They're not allowed to play. Uh, I did send you guys a uh, a video of a specific goal that happened like last night, or I guess two nights ago for those listening to the podcast. I sent I I put it in the chat so you guys can watch while I'm talking. But uh, let's see. With the rest of the league right now, North Carolina Courage are running away with it. They're actually treating this like a real tournament. Uh, a lot of other teams are using this as a chance to use it as like a preseason, see how their different players work. But North Carolina, Paul Riley just does not care. He's going to try to win this because he's the underdog in every situation, I guess. Uh, But the thing that I wanted to mention was Washington and Spirit are looking really good. Uh, Like they beat the Red Stars in their first game, which wasn't that much of an accomplishment when you consider how. No, well, when you consider the headspace Red Stars were in at that moment, like. It's not much of an accomplishment to beat them. It was their worst day I think I've ever seen them play at. Uh, but since then, they've done amazing. Roosevelt's been great. Uh, and like Ashley Hatch has been great. Ashley Sanchez, uh, a couple nights ago, scored an amazing... She didn't score the goal. She had an amazing backheel near-post volley assist. And- is that... Sorry, is that the wife of... Uh, former no. CF97 legend Rich Sanchez, or is, okay, that's no. a different player. Sorry, no, that's a completely different player. That was my uh, first thought because I'm already yeah. talking about her in the past. No, Ashley Sanchez is a recent uh draft pick actually for ah. Washington. GG. So, yeah, I don't think I've ever mentioned her before, but she's a recent draft pick and she just is an amazing play. It looks really stupid. It was set up. It was designed that way too. It wasn't like, oh, you missed the you missed the kick, and she just kept it in bounds. Like this was a set piece that they attempted to do, like a little while earlier on the other side of the pitch. Did you guys, did you guys see it? Well, I don't think the intention was for the back heel. I think the intention was more of just a regular near post flick that yeah. kind of had to be saved to. I think maybe I just be giving them too much credit. It just looks like she flings her foot out and gets a good contact on it. Uh, it's another good header, to be fair. I've seen so many headed goals so far in the NWSL, man. Oh, yeah, so that, that was crosses, a, that was so a weird headers. floater. I... People don't realize how dangerous floating headers could be. You yeah. can absolutely chip goalkeepers with a header because the ball's already starting out high enough. I, I just really are, think... I see a UFO in the background. That's what I'm more concerned of. Is um, that the stadium with the playground, or is it the other stadium? Or is there only one that's stadium? The stadium? There's only one stadium. It's got a playground. It's got a farm. That's what I was about to talk about soon. All right, perfect. Uh, that's that's my just, highlight of the tournament so far, the playground, that some player needs to go run into at the end of a game or yes. when they score. Uh, but, like, real, one last thing about that about that goal, which was that, like, I feel horrible for Megan Klingenberg because she was the player who got beat on the flick, and she also got beat, like, the ball bounced off of her head and into the net on that goal. Like she was in both of the wrong places to be. She got beat both times and I feel so bad for her, but she did wow. get the assist on uh, Portland's goal. So whatever. Yeah, Swings and roundabouts thing. and whatnot. That's the next thing I wanted, I wanted to mention, which is that the random Twitter accounts that have been popping up, like there's the playground account, playground account that has been really pumping out. Someone made uh, a playground that, account. Oh, that's GG. Somebody made a made an account for the playground that's in the background of all of these games at. I forgot what the name of this stadium is called. I. No, it's not Rio oh. Tinto. It's Zion Bank Stadium. It's like a side stadium. They named essentially. a stadium after Zion Williamson already. Fair play to him. Fair play. Uh. But there's like a farm in the background on the other side of the pitch. So like there's a account for the farm. Somebody made an account for the hydration break. There's already an account for like the ambulance in the background. There's sometimes school buses in the background. They've got an account for that. Like somebody made an account for like 
the uh, the new women's national team coach uh, Vlatko. Uh, I forgot his last name. Everyone just says Vlatko. Uh, but like somebody made an account for his notebook that he has. Like everybody's making a bunch of dumb accounts, and I want to know what happens to them after all the games are over. <laughs> I want to know what they look like next month. <laughs> you know, you got to uh-huh. jump on the wave. Sorry, go on, RJ. No, it's, uh, I mean we're not going to transition MLS, are we? Not yet. No, we're not going to transition to MLS yet. No, we're oh, okay. so, MLS, you can. You can I'll tease just, another transition because that's why I've been doing all episode. No, no, no. I'll, I'll just talk about it later. And that's just speaking of Twitter accounts. And it's from a professional uh, FC Cincinnati player. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, that's, a good, that's a good tease. Ooh. Go on, Jiggly. Fun. But, uh, yeah, then some more fun content stuff from, from the NWSL <clears throat> Challenge Cup. Yugi's got a nice vlog series, vlog series going. And you can actually see Casey Short's uh, uh, tournament almost end after uh, after Sarah Gordon's son uh, kicks her in the leg <laughs> on video. But uh, so yeah, the about the Red Stars. Server. Yeah, about the uh, Red Stars themselves. You know, Rory's treating it like preseason. If you saw that uh, second game against uh, Portland, they sent out an entire B team. Like there were players that I haven't even heard of. There are some people who like actually follow NWSL very closely who hadn't even heard of any of these names that were going out there. So, yeah, Rory doesn't care about the group stage. And there's definitely a strong faction of people who are saying that, you know what? It's the group stage. Everybody's going to be making it in. It doesn't matter. Just try out some different things. I, I just want to know your guys' opinion on that that sort of concept of just like doing whatever. I mean, if everyone's going to come out, then... Just you might as well just you know give give the B team some time. So, I mean, ultimately, because even if they get to the knockout stage, it still won't matter as much as like legitimate competition because it is still a wacky, weird midseason tournament. So I mean, I'd I'd never be I'd never be like I I don't think the fire will be too different in terms of what Vicky might want to do because this is still circumstances. So might as well just enjoy what you can. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing with the fire... Assuming, the, the, difference, the difference between the two is that the NWSL Challenge Cup, they didn't say anything about it having to do with the regular, regular season, season points? Well, okay, MLS I was going to ask about that, yeah. Yeah. Well, MLS said that, like, this counts for regular season points. Like, whoever wins this gets a berth to the Champions League, you know. Oh, so that's made things even more confusing when we get later to that then because without yeah. the, cause then Dallas are just screwed. Yeah. Uh, RJ, you were about brutal. to say something? About... I, I thought you were about to say something. If you're not, then I'll move oh, on. Oh, you said it about with the Champions League? Yeah. Uh, but uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention with the Red Stars is that there's still nobody scoring. And that's kind of a concern after... I'm. This is a very tired subject. I know that everyone on Twitter hates anybody bringing it up. But until somebody can be a goal scorer, people are going to mention Sam Kerr and her absence. And it feels like... Rory Dames has built a team so far that is designed to help facilitate Sam Kerr or a player like Sam Kerr, and we do not have a Sam Kerr. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what always happens when a striker leaves the team and they don't film, replace him right away. That's all fans will talk about. Because then you start to think, oh, imagine if we still had insert name here. But yeah, it's... I mean, It'll happen until they replace her or they have someone pick up the goal-scoring slack. And I will say, Sam Kerr, uh, I haven't actually watched these games, but I know my dad's been, my dad had been watching them and he was telling me about like how she was playing. And from what I heard from him, she hasn't looked too comfortable at Chelsea. I mean, she's finally getting paid like the superstar she is, but she's not getting like the touches. She's not getting the right chances. She isn't as dominant as she usually is because, you know, she's in a different league. She's with a different system. And I think that with the Red Stars and with uh, Sky Blue and even with the Australian national team, she was in a system that was specifically designed to just get the ball up to her and let her just do her thing. While Chelsea is much more, we have an actual passing game. We have actual tactics that we're trying to run here. And she's just kind of getting left behind by the rest of her team. So she might come back. I don't know if we can pay her, I guess. I mean, the, the FAWSL, it's, I guess the best league comparison would be, would be Serie A. It's really 
compact, you rarely see, um, uh, you know, top scores go past uh, the 15 mark, if anything. So Yeah, and like Sam Kerr is just a goal scorer, and she runs a lot of her game on fear, essentially. So, you know, if the defense doesn't truly fear her goal scoring ability, then they're not going to be moving the way that she wants them to move. And she's not going to be getting open space for other players, essentially. So, yeah. But hey, I mean, at Whatever. least she has the players medal. I mean, they technically won the yeah. league. So, Yay. But yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it we'll, might be we'll one of those cases where once she gets starts, once she starts to get going, it'll just keep getting better and better. We'll see what happens with both her and the Red Stars themselves. And with the Red Stars themselves, they got one more game left against uh, the Utah Royals. And so I guess my question here is, should they care about putting out their A team? They've got a week between these two matches. Well, about a week between these two matches. Uh, They put out their A team last time. So in the rotation, it should be the B team. But at the same time, as I said, they have enough of a break between and you know what they might want to actually go out and try to get a better position because as i said they haven't been scoring just like go out there try to score try to win this time so that you can you know get that confidence i guess it should be a mixture of both um i mean the promising uh folks from the b team and some some of the a team it should just be a mixture of both see what happens well, yeah, I think it's less about getting like a win or points. You just get in like that confidence within yourself to actually. So when you actually have to win the game, you have a decent hope. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna give like they're gonna give like a full out trophy for this? I assume, right? I mean, they probably have a trophy somewhere. They might have a trophy sitting around. They gotta have something, right? They gotta have because I mean, if they're not, if they've completely called off the regular season, then this this should matter more than the MLS equivalent. I well, think they just, have, they just haven't announced like any sort of action about the regular season. They just haven't That's said fair. anything about it yet. But uh, yeah, this is basically the only easy game in this group stage. So I just wanted to ask once again, how horribly did Orlando screw over the Red Stars? <laughs> that sounds like something that would happen to the fire. Yeah. Which, which I mean, could happen, but yeah, it's, it's having an easy draw and then one of those teams just leave. And then... Having everything reset and suddenly you're against like the three best teams in the league. Except I, Portland, Portland's been having some issues. Portland's been having some scoring issues. RJ? Oh, no, no. Um, never mind. It's an MLS-related thing when you said it could happen to the fire. But uh, go I think, on I think we can move on to the I think we can Before move on we move on to MLS, I've just seen on Monday Night Raw that Rey Mysterio challenged someone to an eye for an eye match. And that sounds horrifying. Sorry. Continue. Oh, boy. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, we can move on to MLS now. Hashtag MLS I know that... is back. So, yeah, so let, let, me, let, me get, let me get that Twitter thing yeah. out of the way first. <laughs> I, got, I got hyped. So, yeah, let me, let me get that Twitter thing out of the way first. Um, so, Frankie Amaya from FC Cincinnati. Uh, so here's some backstory. Um, last year when the draft was here, I was uh, covering it for uh, for that one website, and then um, they they were they were announcing the the um, draftees, and then FC Cincinnati, of course, was one of the first since they were still relatively a new team. Um, uh, Frankie Amaya was selected by FC Cincinnati. I recorded um, the fans' reaction. I uploaded it to Twitter, whatever. And then he he ended up liking that tweet a few days later. But this is the weird part. Like, every month around a certain random time at night, he likes that tweet again. Like, for the past three months, for the past three months, it's been happening around from 2 to 3 a.m., like how often? Daily every or? month or so. Like every every month or every other month, this oh dude likes God. that tweet. Does he? Huh? So he can hold on to that memory. But the memory is stored if you like the tweet. Unless he just but because I like I go through my likes sometimes, but I don't unlike and re like things I see. 
Like, I'll unretweet and re-retweet sometimes if it's really funny, but that doesn't make any sense for liking something. And it's just the weird part. It's just like, and it's been happening at around the Devil's Hour also, so I'm like, what's what's going on here? Because some I'm supposed to have their DMs open. Does he have his DMs open? Please message him about it. He's like, hey, bro, what is this? What is going on here? What's going on here? So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm amused. And scared. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask. I'm gonna see if this happens. I mean, then we'll see. When when is he next due? Pretty soon. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get a message from RJ for in like two days in, in the, the 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 Discord group. All right, guys, he's liked it again. He's liked it again. Uh, so that's a good story, though. Fair play. On to the horrible reality that is the Mickey Mouse Cup. Uh, hash- see, this is only happening because you refuse to call it the hashtag I'm most back cup tournament. Sorry. I refuse. I do refuse. Uh, my screen just fell asleep. So yeah, long story short, are we having the tournament? Uh, I don't know. Because we've no one already, knows. We've already lost an entire team officially. How many? How many We're potentially going to lose another team as well. That's going to make the already weird... Wait, 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 wait. But, right, hear me out. If Dallas is the only team that confirms they're dropping out, wouldn't the fire just go into their group? Yeah, that's what that's what uh, everything. That's what people are saying. Um, I guess that would make things, eventually move. But, yeah, I guess that'd be easy for formatting. But then they would need no one else to drop out. And if rumor and innuendo is anything to be believed, the Colorado Rapids might be doing the same thing soon. And Nashville as well, since they've been testing positive. So, from what I heard about Nashville, is that they won't be able to play the games soon, but they'll still be able to play them. But that, that's even weirder than. Yeah, how is – but, yeah, so for context, though, we didn't really explain that well. FC Dallas have officially pulled out. Well, not, like, officially, officially, but, like, the Athletic has broken the news. It's all but official. And then there's rumors, the likes of Colorado, and then at, I think it's Toronto and Nashville have, it, have, it, have had issues getting into the bubble. No, no, Nashville's in the bubble, but they've had tested positive. The Toronto's not, Toronto's not getting in the bubble, though. Yeah, there's, so there's also the crew in Minnesota United. Um, Have they not gotten with, to the bubble yet? Their friendly has been axed because um, some players tested positive as well. Jeez, man. So, Get them out of there. We'll, we'll hop more on that if the tournament should even go out on is scheduled. But just, man, no one cares about MLS that much. My dad loves MLS, but if I, like I told him there were people risking their lives for this, he'd be like, yeah, you know what, fair enough. Don't Don't play these games then. I mean, my dad's been putting up the arguments about like, oh, well, you know, there's been people who have been risking their lives as essential workers going into work. And I have to explain, like, (laughs) sports isn't essential. (laughs) Hey, you know, doctors and uh, Chicago Fire players are the the, the same, you know? They're the same. It's the same level. I mean, Chicago Fire Pete or like Fire Department or? (laughs) I was hoping you wouldn't make that. I'm kidding. (laughs) I mean, how how many different teams have actually had reported cases, or there's been something that's happened? I think the fire the fire is one of the only team the fire, and I think the LA Galaxy are the only two teams that I've heard nothing from. What, which which of, is like, surprising from happened. LA Galaxy, but <laughs> with the fire at least because our state took the thing seriously. Especially yeah. especially the city too, like Lori Lightfoot was on everybody. But yeah. But the, the, the LAFC, the big news from LAFC is that Vela had to pull out because he's got a pregnant wife, which is obviously fair. But that's a that's MLS's arguably best player dropping out of a tournament. Yeah, I think like the, a big deal. I think that there's going to be a lot of those types of players. I mean, we don't have very many, you know, big money, big name players anymore that are like of that age where it's like you know what, I can take, like, a year off if I yeah. have to. Like, we don't have very many of those players anymore, but, I mean, if Schweinsteiger was still playing, he'd probably t- he'd probably drop out. Uh, you know, there's probably, like, you know, back in back when Beckham was playing for the LA Galaxy, he would probably drop out. You know, I want to see what happens if a lot of these older DPs decide, you know what, it's not worth it. And there's going to be a lot of them. I know that uh, with the NWSL Challenge Cup, like Kristen Press dropped out. Uh, 
I don't remember if Carly Lloyd dropped out because of coronavirus or if it's because of like an extra injury. Uh, I know that like there were people talking about Marta was planning on dropping out. Uh, there was uh, Mega Rapino dropped out of the tournament. So there's already precedence for this sort of thing happening with uh, the NWSL Cup. So going into the Mickey Mouse Cup, it's just... I... Should it even? It shouldn't happen in the first place at this point. Uh, I think we constantly met, we constantly talked about this on this podcast about how it's not worth it. They shouldn't be playing, but we're going to have to talk about it anyway. And at this point, we might not even be able to talk about it because it's just not going to happen. It doesn't feel like it should happen uh, at this point. And there's already players that are in the quote unquote in the bubble that already have coronavirus. So what do you do about them? The bubble's already been breached. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we've the Fire have lost Kapelhoff. But well, that's a different he's, story. He, yeah, he just took a precautionary thing. It's not like he had anything to. It, he had something. He had something going on in like in yeah, the Netherlands. Oh well, yeah, but yeah, I, but what I'm saying is like it's like it's a key player for the Fire now gone, and then it's just. The fire technically, as things stand, played Nashville at 9.30. But we don't know if the fire will still be in the same group, if Nashville will be able to play in the first place, if the thing will happen at all, if anyone's allowed to play. I guess before we, before we try to do like our half-assed uh, preview of the game, I guess my last question about the, gen- the tournament in general, how could this have been done differently? What what steps could they have taken for it not to have ended up this way? So it does still, you know, it has to happen still, but how could they have done this better? Don't that's that's a very good answer. Like literally anywhere but Florida. That and I I just think because this this country saw Europe having all their sports back and thought, oh hey, look, we can start doing this now. And didn't realize that Europe's actually handled it well, and we have not in the slightest. Because I'm, I am fairly certain that these are, the, the problems I'm less having now is the same problem the NBA are going to have, and the NHL might have, even though they're trying to go to Canada still. And the MLB. It's just this, it's just this country in, in a whole has got too many problems with this, this virus. And it's not worth trying to well, play some thing- MLS. Yeah, MLS, woo! And then there's half the field's contaminated now. I think that... I, I mean, at this point, I don't think that Florida really matters in this equation anymore because there's a lot of these players that are showing up sick, that are getting tested beforehand, and they're sick, and they have to postpone leaving. I think it definitely had to be more of a like two weeks out sort of thing where like everybody was planned out, and they're all there, and they kind of just have to stay there for two weeks and wait. And I know that they want to cut down on like how much time they're just sitting around uh sitting around at that at the resort but the thing is it's just there's no other way to do this safely and we found out the hard way that there was no other way to do it safely and we chose the wrong ways and it wasn't safe yeah i mean the time will tell the next the next few days will be crucial because as things stand the thing is supposed to start at 7 p.m on wednesday Will they must have to delay every game now and try to like rejig the schedule? Will they play what they can? Will they, will they finally accept defeat and realize it's a bad deal? Will they? Will the greed ultimately triumph and their their want of money? Uh, unfortunately, I think it's gonna be the greed. But you know, we'll see. So, uh, I guess if they do play on what if they if the fire do play. What players are we looking at? I guess. Well, we both we all know Dax McCarty in the commerce scoring. That's without a doubt. We can chalk that down already. I mean, are you talking about squad? I was talking about. Play? I was talking about fire players. Like you know, who are we looking at? Who are going to be the important players for the fire at this point? I think as time goes on within the next week, and depending on how. What happens? I guess I, I don't know. I, I a part of me thinks the fire is going to throw this tournament out of the water. I think they're just going to probably play their kids, get home as soon as possible. 
Um, I mean, I think they have enough homegrowns to field at least half of a starting 11 now. So, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if they're going to try to get game time for, like, you know, Ali Seda, for Sujanovic, for Sekulic, just uh, game time. I'll, I'll, I'd just say, like, in a perfect world of this game, like, you know, matter and we all full choice, I'd say Georgia is something to watch out for because we've got those European guys coming in now and starting 11. Can Georgie keep his spot? Can he do well enough to, like, stay in the starting lineup and fulfill on that promise we think he has? Or is he going to be, like, one of those, those young MLS players that ultimately just fade into obscurity because we get better European imports? I think but, I, mean, be I, don't know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much that will matter now if they're not going to play the full choice 11. But who knows? I think he'll be an impact sub, if anything. Yeah, because apparently everyone says online that Sujanovic would start ahead of him. I don't know if I agree with that, but I guess I some people know more than that. George did have two assists in the first two games. People I, I, don't realize I, that. I agree with it in terms of I think that it's what's going to happen. I think it's what's going to happen. Not that I agree that it should happen. I know that like the first game I said that you know, Georgie didn't look too good in my opinion, but he did look better in that second game. So obviously there is, he he has earned a spot at least at the, to that point, but I think that Sojanovich is just going to start anyway. I think that no matter whether it's play the kids or if it's starting 11, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Mauricio Pineda because uh, he's kind of, he's a homegrown. He's going to be considered one of the kids. But he's also probably going to have to step into that center back role for Kapilov. So it's going to be interesting. He can do it. He can. He can do it. So he can well, go in well. If we do the back three, then yeah, I guess it would be Calvo, Pineda, Jimenez. No, what with Bornstein. Yeah, isn't Bornstein wide left, or will we just have someone else come into the left wing back spot then? Bornstein can. Drift in. Yeah, I guess we'd rather have Bornstein in the middle than have Jimenez. And I mean, Sekulic. Oh, I forgot about Sekulic. <laughs> you forgot about Sekulic. Yeah, I'm, actually, you know, we, we might have some defensive cover then. There, there's yeah. a lot of players that I've forgotten about. Like, no, remember? That's, yeah, that's why remember I'm so much that everyone's forgotten. Big Elliot. No, don't make me think about Coll- Elliot Collier at this time. That's man. the thing. Whenever I think about this team, I'm like, oh, man, we actually look pretty good. And then somebody mentions Elliot Collier or the fact that Kenneth Cronholm. That, that's my job. I was going to get to that in a second. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the, no matter how, much, how many good players this team has, Kenneth Cronholm was still starting. In no matter how many, Wyatt, how many um, great Wyatt players. Omsberg, Wyatt Omsberg. Wyatt Omsberg is honestly really like, funny. Not bad. Oh, I, I can't I can't confirm it, but I think what happened is there's a website called Transfer Market. We can look at players' stats and all that stuff. And on the bottom right, it'll show like uh it'll pick two players from a team and it'll say which do you prefer. And I was looking at the fire stats, and I think Wyatt Amsenberg was either first place or last place in terms of popularity with Chicago Fire. I gotta see if I can find that again. That's it was really funny. On transfer market. Yeah, because there's like a little game you can do where it's like pick a player, who do you prefer? And they're all from the same team. And he either had won every matchup or lost every matchup, and it was really funny to me. Wow! But I can see if I can look this I up. I mean, again. he's not bad. Uh, what I will say is, like, he's not terrible. Let me see if I can find. I'm this fine again. with him as depth. He works as depth. No, yeah, I've got no complaints to them as long as he doesn't like roll up in his first game and completely loses it. No, that's gonna happen. I gotta see if I can find this again. Hold on. I think if I just look up a random fire player, it'll pop up and I can look at the stats again. This is how we can. Oh, yeah. Because it says, like, whom do you prefer? So, like, if I look up Francisco, it's a weird matchup because it says, who do you prefer? Francisco Calvo or Nicholas Slonina? Which is a bit of a mismatch because, you know, one starts. Yeah. Slonina. Oh, no, no. First place. <laughs> First place is Bobby Shuttleworth with a three and zero record. What? Second place is Kenneth Cronholm with a five and one record. And then if I look at who's at the bottom, with the most Fabian Herbert is a seven and seven, which is interesting. And then if I find the the worst percentage with the most losses, um, let me see if I can find someone with multiple losses because there's some Gabriel Salinas one and five. Oh yeah, no, oh, Wyatt no. Olsenberg was last. He's zero and three. There it is. I figured it out. So yeah, according to oh, this yeah. website, another... Bobby Shuttleworth is our most popular player. That's another center back that I wasn't even thinking about. That like definitely, no matter Good whether cover. it's going to be, no matter whether it's going to be uh, to the starting lineup or it's going to be playing the kids, Nick Solnina, who looked pretty dang good in the preseason. 
Oh, can we please play time. Chris Brady? Oh, I want to see Chris Brady in this Uh as a fun fact to the listeners, I've started some uh, some football manager games. I've got my save as the Chicago Fire manager. I went through the editor to try to make sure that like I have the fire as realistic as possible, plus like a few extra fun things, like the fact that we have a bunch of money, and also the fact that Chris Brady, he's the only homegrown player that wasn't already in the game that I added into the game, and I just made sure that he was like, 200 potential ability he is going to be the greatest player to ever live he's going to be the greatest goalkeeper to ever play the game and uh, it's going to be great a quick deviation regarding about football manager adnan you'll be proud of me but i won the quadruple the first year managing yeah man managing manchester united with anthony martial as a left back oh god yeah <laughs> you, you talked about one of those last time that's that's relatively impressive. You know, fair play. That's I'm assuming that's Carabao, FA, Premier League, and Champions League. Mm-hmm. That you know what? Fair play to you. What do you have up top then? Some some regen player. Not wait, um, what year? Oh yeah, I forgot you're like it's, it's twenty it's twenty thirty eight now. Yeah, so. my bad. That, that's my bad. Do you have any of the current United players in the team still, other than Martial at left back? No, a lot of them are in the are in the. Uh, Backroom staff, like uh, I think Rainey. Oh, uh, nah, fair enough. Uh, Matic is actually the assistant coach for the Fire. What? <laughs> All right, that ends this episode. <laughs> Imagine not Matic for the Fire. Yep, that's how it happens. No. Oh, I just wanted to, I wanted to add in that I, that the other save that I did was a uh, create a club for like I put uh, Sad Boys FC as the. Uh, at the bottom league that you can play as, uh, I put them in the Vanarama South League, uh, replacing Hempstead or whatever it's called. I, I, I thought you hated English football. Uh, yeah, and we're gonna destroy it together. Um, That's apparently, fine. when you do when works. you do a create when you do create a club, like you're allowed to add in some extra players. So, like I brought in Andre Reynolds uh, from the Fire, and I also brought in Connor Tobin from Ford Ford Madison. There were a couple of created fire academy players like one random created fire academy player was like a japanese player so obviously i take them uh and yeah we're doing we have not we have yet to lose a game although my next game to play with that team is against newcastle in the fa cup at st james park uh we are based out of uh i think it's i think we're in croydon uh which is like just somewhere in somewhere around london and uh, we play at RJ's apartment. It should have been Manchester. I've, I've been listening to a lot of Mancunian accents for, yeah. <laughs> uh, for, uh, for a lot of trolling reasons, which I will do here in the podcast later. What part, yeah. for, for what part of Manchester am I from again, RJ? Yeah, Croydon is, is a large town in South London. Yep. 9.4 miles south of Charing, Caring Cross. I don't know. I figured, One of the I largest figured. commercial districts. I, I'm reading about the t- a town called Croydon, England. I think we've gone to the end of this podcast. <laughs> we're we're done. Uh, I got a new chair in, and I was like, I was lying back on it most of that end. So, uh, if this is over, I'm I'm Jiggly. I'm still odd, none. I'm Wayne Rooney. Ball. You sure are, buddy. <laughs>